Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. I have a doozy for you today. So I love it when um, people reach out to me. I absolutely love it. And I had a question posed of me um, to surmise it. The person was saying, I've spoke often about family members uh, distancing themselves from me or vice versa, me distancing myself from them. And how do I manage to keep going because they're going through the same thing right now. Family members don't talk to them. Um, they, unlike me, was on drugs and made a lot of mistakes while on drugs. And um, she said that the last couple of years, she's got her life together, but nobody will give her a chance to show her, um, to show them that she's changed her life. And how would I handle that? I'm going to be very honest, you guys. That's a very hard question for me because, you know, I, I'm, I don't really know anybody who's ever been on drugs that I had to deal with on a daily basis. I've known a lot of potheads, you know, weed smokers. Um, my best friend was a major weed smoker every day, every single day she smoked. But other than that, I've never known anybody to be on like crack, cocaine, meth, um, any opioids, none of that. As a matter of fact, myself, my daughter, and a friend of mine, we were all prescribed um, after, you know, having major pain or something, a major surgery, an opioid to take. And we all refuse to take it because we see the effects from TV shows, not even from real life, but what it shows that these pills can do to you and how addicted you can become to them. So if anybody wants to chime in on this, I don't mind this being a two-part series. You can hit me up at Sonia. Oh, no, you can't. You can hit me up at led by motivation. That's LED by motivation07 at gmail.com or go on my website, www.ledbymotivation.com. And my phone number and my email is up there. You can send me a note directly from the website. But anyhow, I do want to say this. You know, sometimes we make outside of our family ships are going to be the most important relationships we have. And it, that's unfortunate, but it's true. You know, God gives us all a family. You're born to a mom and dad. Maybe you have siblings. Maybe your parents have siblings. So maybe you have aunts and uncles and they have kids. You've got cousins, their parents, or your grandparents, and so on and so forth, right? Sometimes they're not the best people. Sometimes you are born into chaos or disdain, unhappiness, abuse. Everybody isn't born into the Cleaver family. And if you've never seen Leave it to Beaver, I'm just showing my age. Everybody's not born into the Walton family, the Cosby family, the, the you know, the, the happy-go-lucky Moms at home or dads at home and everybody sits down and eats dinner together and, you know, they care about your grades and they care about what's going on in your life and you sit down and have these conversations. That 
doesn't happen in everybody's life. I've never been shy to say, my mother, we joke about it now, but my mother never cooked me a meal, ever. My mother never told me she loved me when I was young, not once. I had an older brother who I was more afraid of and went out of my way to not do things wrong because of him. And he didn't even live at home once I got like 12, 13. He didn't live at home, but he would come there often. And he's the reason, probably, that I never drank, that I never had sex, that I, well, in school. Once I graduated, game on. But I never did drugs because I always feared what his reaction would be, and I didn't want to disappoint him. But I often think, what if he wasn't there? What if it was just me and my mom and I had all this freedom as a little girl and I had grown men trying to talk to me, you know, because I, I, I was a shapely young lady. Actually, I was small, very small, but I, uh, anyway, guys are guys, I guess, that perverts back then, that I didn't see it, but he did. And he shut that down a couple of times. As an adult now, I've made it clear several podcasts, a lot of my family does not talk to me. You know, rumors about me, which I'm not going to get into, but they have eliminated probably 80% of my father's family from my life. And for once, 100% of my mother's family is in my life, but it's, it's backwards, you guys, but anyhow, it's the rumors and, and the cutting off of relationships, but I'm going to tell you guys something, God has a way of still fulfilling your need for humanly love, he has a way, it might not be your auntie, it might be the person that you met that is now your counselor, that keeps you off those drugs. It might not be your mom and dad. It might be your neighbors who have taken a liking to you and think you're the sweetest thing in the world because since you've cleaned up, you've been nothing but a, a wonderful person looking out for other people. It might not be your siblings. It might be those friends you met in church or, or at the grocery store. He has a way of giving you an entirely new family, but not of blood. I tell you guys, when I moved to Florida, I still didn't have my crap together. You know, I, I made it clear. I was very, um, I'm going to say immature. I was mature, but I still was trying to get things together. And um, I met my husband, my now husband, when I moved to Florida. And I was already making a major change in my life, already. He just helped it along. It was like God dropped him in my lap and said, here you go. This man is going to help you in this new path you're on. And being with him gave me an entirely new family. Now his aunt is my aunt. His cousins are my cousins. His siblings are my brothers and sisters. On top of that, I have these awesome friends I've met who 
I genuinely love and they love me. Now let's go back to when I said 80% of my dad's side of the family doesn't speak to me. Does it hurt? Some, it used to. It used to. But sometimes you get used to disappointment and it doesn't hurt anymore. But this family I have now, I would be devastated if they turned their backs on me. You know why? Because God gave them to me. That family, it was just through birth. It was an assignment. These people are divine connections. Divine connections. So I'm going to say to you, write a letter. You know, try to speak to them. Let them know, hey, baby steps. Give me an inch. I won't try to take a mile. Just let me show you that I'm not the same person I was three, four, five years ago. I'm a totally different person. Give me a chance to show you. If they are not willing, pray and then wait. Because I guarantee you, if you don't already have other references in your past that you could be utilizing as family and friends and and sharing love with, and you're just missing it because you're concentrating so hard on your birth family, keep praying. God will bring you those people. Sometimes family is not who you want to share. It's the ones who hurts you hold and they hold yours. Sometimes even when you sharing with your family, they won't love you sometimes like your friends and, and other people God bring to you. I want you to really quickly just take a moment and think about the abused kids. You know, abusive parents lock them in rooms and put them in cages and don't allow them to eat and beat them and, and don't love them. They don't love them. And that kid, by the grace of God, gets out of that situation. Maybe they're rescued. You know? Maybe they're rescued. And then they're given a new family. And they're going to be so terrified. They're going to be so scared that now this person's going to beat them. And they might even do things like defecate in their bed, in their clothes, you know, um, steal food in the middle of the night, you know, the family wake up and they've already went through a whole bag of apples or a whole pack of lunch meat and a whole thing of bread, and, but that family has patience because they know where they came from. They know what that child's been through and they already knew before they got them, it was going to be an up mountain battle but eventually that child becomes love and they see wow this person hasn't beaten me called me out of my name locked me in a cage put me in a room made fun of me none of that and eventually eventually most kids will start to come around and they'll start to Honor that love and, and revel in it and maybe even become a stronger, better person and, and build other relationships and have that foundation of love. 
people they can depend on. And they never forget their parents, but they forgive their parents because they're in life. And they have now another family through somebody who God didn't give them their blood. Think of it the same way. You were born into that family. Maybe they treated you great and you did some wrong things and they turned their backs and they are now not wanting to deal with you at all. At all. There's nothing you can say or do. They're, they just don't want to be bothered with you. But then you open your heart and new people take you in. To their hearts. Maybe not literally into their homes, but into their hearts. And they give you that love. And slowly you see that it's real. And you start letting your guard down towards other people. And you know it's genuine. And then you know you're laughing and you're smiling and you're visiting and you're you're calling family about your blood family. And it's okay. It's okay. You guys, like I said, if somebody else has another response, I'm more than willing to have a second part of this podcast. But in the meantime, it's me, your girl, Sonya McQueen. I hope everybody has a beautiful day. And you know you could always find me and where to find me. Take care.